We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. In order to truly love someone, you must know who they are. In order to truly love someone, you got to know who they are. And I'm not talking about the general love because you're a human. I'm talking about really loving someone. You need to know them, right? When you fell in love with your husband or your wife, you had to get to know them first, right? Unless it was love at first sight, whatever that is. That's, there, there's no such thing as that. You could, there could be lust at first sight. Hey, that's what it was. That's what it was. You saw his bold legs and it was lust. That's the 80s, 1980, when they was looking for dudes with bow legs. Like, what a bow-legged dude. Y'all too young, y'all don't know about that. That's back when Full Force had albums out. Bow-legged Lou. <laughs> they don't know about no Full Force. They don't know about no Full Force, but <laughs> Amy over there cracking up because she had the album cover. You had the cassette that folded out. See Paul Anthony and Bowlegged Lou pictures. <laughs> remember them with the curls? Y'all remember that? <laughs> they had them curls. But getting to know someone is the first step in truly loving them. You need to get to know them, right? You ain't gonna marry nobody you don't know. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> want to get to know them a little bit, right? You know, yeah, yeah, you want to make an informed decision. John 17 and 3 says, and this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only what? True God. And Jesus Christ, whom thou hast what? Sent. I had somebody email me and it was like, well, pastor, you, you just on this thing with the true God and serving God and defending the faith and Christianity and all this. And man, you know, you know, I appreciate you coming out and saying these things, but, but people, y'all don't realize how hard I got to fight to just say that now. Like I'm getting attacked all day, every day by folks telling me that Christianity is a lie. The white man made it up. Constantine started Christianity. All this stuff, just all of this old foolishness. People are just, I mean, African-Americans, what has happened? Loving God requires us to know him. We must understand his word and what he expects from us To form a lasting bond with him. So to form a lasting bond with him, you got to understand his word and what he expects from us. Amen? You're going to really form a bond with the Lord. You know what a lasting bond is? That means that when things get bad, you won't abandon him. When things get tough, you won't abandon him. When he comes to you with a hard saying, you won't quit. When he comes and tells you what you don't want to hear, but what you have to do, you won't give up. That's a lasting bond, right? Folks don't have lasting bonds like that no more. They want to bounce in the heat of the battle. Yeah, they'll leave a wife, they'll leave a family, they'll look at their kids and shoot the deuces. Quitters. Yeah, that's why I want Jesus, because Jesus tells them only he that endures to the end shall be saved. Man, they're going to 
Can you imagine judgment day? You're going to stand before the Lord. Ooh, I thought you was black. <laughs> God going to be like, aha! You no color up here. What happened? I'm not even black no more. God going to have his hand on the switch. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be black. I'm trying to use my freckles. I'm sick of it. We must understand. <laughs> like somebody going to leave the church now. Oh, my goodness. Now he went too far. That's too far. <laughs> too far for who? I'm sick of color. Why are we even talking about it? Who ca- Look at somebody and say, who cares? Who cares? What color is money? That's all that matters is the color of money. It's the only thing, color, that you ought to be worried about. 2 Timothy 3 and, 3 and 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for what? That's the, that's the number one. Instruction show you how to live right. The Bible, show, all scripture will show you how to live right. Amen? So if to under, we got to understand the scripture so we can form a lasting bond with him. You're going to break up with the Lord if you don't understand the scripture. You will not make it. You got to understand what he expects. And you have to have his instructions. Amen? And this is the one. This is why they don't have the understanding and the, and, and the instructions. The preacher is the one that rightly divides the word and also teaches who God is. It's the preacher. The pre- Look at somebody say the preacher. The preacher. It's the preacher. Well, John was on the island of Patmos all by himself. He was in exile. You want to be in exile? Well, I mean, no. Then why did you bring him up? You're not John and you're not in exile. And nobody cares about your revelation. (laughs) Nobody cares. No, you need a preacher. You need somebody to rightly divide the word to keep you from jumping off a cliff. Plucking your own eye out because you read it in the Bible. You went through the phase where you couldn't eat meat. Now you can eat meat. Now you can't do this and you can't do that. And now you can. And you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that. That's because somebody wasn't rightly dividing the word for you. You reading the book. Okay, put a Christmas tree in the house because Jeremiah 10 say that they went out in the axe cutters and they chopped it and they brought it in and decorated it and decked it in gold. And they put the little streamers on it and the icicles and the little, little ornaments. It's in there. Oh, that's in the Bible. No, it's not. You needed somebody to rightly divide it so you wouldn't have to go through that phase. You read it and took it literally. You didn't know what they was talking about. That's, that's what preachers, that's what we're supposed to do now. All preachers ain't doing that, and that's the problem. But that don't mean you give up on God's method of doing it. He's going to have preachers. It might not be that many, but he's going to have some preachers. And preachers are supposed to rightly divide it and keep you from just not understanding what you're doing. 
Hey, man, you want to go play some basketball? Oh, no, it's the Sabbath. Okay, what day is it this week? I mean, you need somebody to rightly divide that and let you know, brother, come on, man. You know, you, you are right. The Sabbath has been fulfilled. You, you can hoop. Oh, Bob said, hoop is not. No, it didn't. It said marble not. Oh, yeah, marble. We can't play marbles. That's just, but that's people that can't rightly divide the word. They got their own understanding. They're taking everything. Y'all know y'all went through that phase, taking everything literally. Didn't you do it? Didn't you do it? Yes, you did. We all did it. You took it literally, and you needed somebody to rightly divide it. I mean, but how does he do it? And I, I, I can't do it. I mean, I'm a, we just men. We all men. No, we're not all men. Some of us are angels in God's eyes. Jesus called them that in Revelations. He said when he gave the word to the church, he said to the angel of this house. So that means, yeah, he may be human, but there's an angelic call on him. So that means he's able to rightly divide and get information to lead a body. Am I telling the truth? Okay, so that don't make me better than you. But man, I mean, we, we have to rightly divide. That's what we do here every Sunday. We rightly divide the word. So you don't take it something out of context to prove text what you want to do. We learn the application of God's desires through the preached word. That's how we learn. You can read it all you want. You're going to learn the application in here. How to apply it. Can you learn it without a preacher? You can learn some of it. But somewhere you're going to get off without it being rightly divided. Romans 10 and 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall, how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? No, the preachers are here. They may not be on TV. But the preachers are here. So how are we going to know without the preacher? Got to have the preacher. Have somebody tell me, man, you just preaching that because you are a preacher. Well, if I'm a preacher, I will preach. <laughs> knowing God comes from us accepting his way of knowing him. So knowing God comes from us accepting his way of knowing him. You can't know him your way. You can only know him his way. <laughs> Woo! That'll preach right there. You can only know him his way. When you're courting men, when you, when you are courting your wife or young men that's supposed to be courting or about to court or need to hurry up in court, or you're going to end up in court. The courting, <laughs> when you was courting her, you can't, you have to cater to her. You can't court her your way, and if it's not working, you got to change your way, or you're not going to get her. You can't impose your courting ways on her. If you whack, you're not going to get her. She don't want whackness. So you have to change it up, go get some advice. Yeah, but you can't just, you, you can't do it your way, and it be about you. You courting her, it's supposed to be about her. So you got to cater to her. So you got to find out what she likes, and then you got to do what she likes. Amen. 
Ain't no man got no girl taking a all. Well, I want you to come to my YMCA basketball game, and want you to. She just sitting there looking at you like, why am I here? He didn't. He didn't make it in the pros. I mean, ain't like this gonna turn into any money. Why are we sitting up in the YMCA? Ain't even no scoreboard in here. They they writing the score on a chalkboard. I don't want to see this. He keeps showing me his newspaper clippings. I don't want to see those no more. Man, you ain't courting me. You court yourself. You looking for a fan. You didn't make it. <laughs> you know how whack that is? Did you see my mood? Oh. <laughs> Did you see me? I was out there. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they ain't got the nerve to take it to the Mavs game where they really play it. You took it to the Mavs game and then took it to the YMCA. Man, you need some court. You need to know how to court. It ain't about you at all. So you can't court her your way. You have to court her the way she wants to be courted. Amen? I mean, that's Macology 101. Find out what she likes and give her that. Quit taking her to your eating places. You like Rudy's chicken? We going to Rudy's. Ain't nowhere to even sit in there. We, what you, what, we don't need to sit in there. We'll sit in the car. Set that greasy chicken box on your lap. But I think I see him in there rolling the chicken in sugar and then flour. Is that sugar? That's how I get my energy. <laughs> yeah, man, you can't court her like that. Find out what she, now if she like Rudy's chicken, then you better find your way there. <laughs> Hope she don't. But yeah, so we, you know, hey. We can't decide how we're going to come to God and how we're going to accept God and, 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 and know him. We can't decide that. We have to follow his instructions for that. Amen? Cannot fabricate or choose another way. The only way to know God is through his son, what? The only way to know him. That's, he sent Jesus here so you could know him. What you see me doing, that's what my father does. The only way to know him is Jesus Christ. John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the what? Life. No man cometh unto the father but by me. That's the only way to know God. Jesus came to teach men how to please God. A son always knows how to please his father and show others the way to his heart. Amen. You want to know how I am and what I would like and what I won't like? Landon could tell you. He could tell you. Nah, man, don't do that. My daddy, he, he ain't going to like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he would like that. Don't you know that, son? He knows. He knows me. And that's how a son is supposed to be. He's supposed to know his father like that. Amen. Yeah, he, he knows. So, he knows the way to his heart. Mark 6 and 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were what? They were sheep not having 
a shepherd. And so he began to do what? He had compassion, saw that they were sheep without a shepherd. He's like, look, I need to teach these people about my father. Because the only way they're going to know my father is through me. There is no, look at somebody say, there is no other way. Man, there is no other way. Following rumors and tradition and the doctrines of men is not the way to knowing God. Jesus proved this by rebuking the Pharisees for holding on to erroneous beliefs and ideas. They came to tell Jesus about God. I mean, come and tell Jesus about God. He's like, man, what you see me doing is what the Father would do. No, that's not what the Father would do. What? I mean, we're the seed of Abraham. I mean, we, we you know, we, we, we're waiting on the real Messiah. When the real Messiah comes, he can tell us something, but you're not the real one. They didn't even see God right before them. They didn't see him until they killed him and the whole world shook and dead folks came out the grave. Oh, ooh. Yes, he was. Mark 7 and 13, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered, and many such things like you would do. So Jesus is saying you're making the word of God ineffective uh, because of your traditions, what you think God would like. What you think God wants, that's tradition. And Jesus is saying, I'll tell you what he wants. He wants you to do what I say. When we profess our love for God while failing to follow his son's teachings, we're full of vanity. Full of vanity. When we say we love God, but we fail to follow his son, we're vain. Only a vain person believes they are accepted when they're not. Y'all know folk like that, right? Only a vain person think they clean when they're not. A vain person thinks they're the stuff and nobody believes them. Soon as they walk away, everyone talks about them. That's, some, that's vanity. And that's in their mind. They think in their mind, they think there's something. They can't see that can't nobody stand them. They can't even see it. You have to go up to them and say, brother, you know, you, you know nobody can stand you, right? What? Huh? What? Man, I'm beloved by everyone. No, you're not. That's vanity. That's vain. You know, that's the danger of this internet. You can make a bunch of friends on the internet and think people like you. And they really don't. You reposting what somebody else said. They like those comments. You think they like you. You Started your online ministry. Uploading you singing. Got eight views and there's seven people in your family. But you need to delete that. I mean, be singing hard too. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Woo! It'll wash you out. no. I mean, you had thought you would, and then you tag folks and send it to them. That's what I hate. If you got to tag folks and send it, do you know how wacky crap that is? Dude, don't send that trash to me. Bro, if I don't come looking for it, I don't want it. 
you sinning yourself. That's like sending up a note while I'm preaching. Uh, sister so-and-so want to sing a solo, and it's you. You wrote a note yourself and sent it up so I will ask you to sing? That's the same thing as tagging folks on your talent and sending it out. Boy, it's got quiet in here because somebody been promote, trying to promote themselves. Start their online ministry. See, y'all hooked up with Google AdSense so I can get paid. So when I get so many hits, how many hits you need? Well, after, after 10,000 hits, I start seeing the first money. You have eight. And there's, there's nine people in your family. Somebody in your family didn't even like it. <laughs> they be asking me, brother, how do you get so many hits like when you put out stuff? Because I'm not looking at hits. I don't care about no hits. Is it the truth? That's all I care about. You singing. Man, I ain't sent out no singing. Beatboxing and oh man, I can sound just like drums. Watch this. <laughs> just like drums. You can't tell the difference. Then why not just get some drums? <laughs> if it's just like drums. But people just, everybody want to start. <laughs> everybody want to start their own. Come on, people. But that raises your vanity. You start thinking you something. You really start thinking you something. That's what's wrong with this generation. Ephesians 4 and 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth not walk as other Gentiles walk. How are they walking? In the va- Where's the vanity? Where is the vanity? You think it and it's not true. See, that's why you need a pastor. You need a pastor so I can tell you, bruh, don't sing no more. Don't, don't, don't do that no more. Oh, that's brothers in here. And I, I come to you, you know, don't, don't, don't give me your CD if you don't want me to say that. Cause I'm going to say it. I told one brother, brother, I threw your CD out of the window. It was awful. He, he left the church. He left the church. Oh, he, I can't believe he would throw my CD. I can't believe you would record it. And hand it to me. Brother, that was terrible. That was awful. Don't ask me. I'm going to tell you. I know good music. That was trash. You wasted money, time. Don't ever do that again. (laughs) Wasted my time. Me and Landon had to endure the first three minutes. We gave it about three minutes. I roll down the window. I mean, get this out of my car. Somebody might think I produced it. Remember that? It's a true story. Man, don't, don't give it to me. Man, there's other things you can do. We'll find those things. We'll talk about it. But stay out of the studio. You looking at Don't look at my mic. Don't look at mics. Nothing shaped like a, don't even eat an ice cream cone. Nothing shaped like a microphone. <laughs> Stay away from it. all those shapes. Because that was trash. Just trash. Amen. I'll tell somebody another day, my daddy was my hardest critic. And that's why I'm like that. Because, I mean, if it wasn't good, my daddy would just be like, that's just not good. Because he didn't want me getting out in front of folks thinking it was good. 
I was practicing, man. I was practicing the drums. Oh, I was practicing. I was like, Daddy, I'm ready. I'm ready to play. He said, you ain't ready to play, son. He said, you ain't ready. You ain't good enough. I'm like, Daddy, I am good enough. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He said, you ain't good enough. So he was preaching somewhere, and I'm sitting over there by the drums, and nobody got on him. He said, this is my chance. You remember that, brother? This is my chance. This, this is my chance. I'm going to get on here and show this church who the new up-and-coming talent is. It's the son of the preacher man. So I scooted. You know how you just scoot, get a little closer? <laughs> then finally, I was on him. And I started playing around. You know, and it was working while he was preaching. Because it just, you know, you can do that while he's preaching. But boy... Then they started the bump. Y'all know what the bump is? Mm-mm-mm. They started shouting, and I was like, uh-oh. I started a little out of my league, so I said, uh. So I started kind of hitting it, and then all of a sudden, I just felt just like I, I thought I was going up to heaven. I said, I'm on my way. Oh, yes, Lord, yes. No, I was being relocated. Somebody came up behind me, grabbed me, sat me in the seat, got on there, and just kept playing. I'm swinging in the air. That hurt my feet. I felt like dying. In front of the whole church, everybody laughed. I felt like dying. Me and my dad on the way home, I said, Daddy, I just cried or whatever. He was just looking at me. I just cried. Daddy, you know, and I'm waiting on him to say, you know, they was wrong for that. He said, I told you to practice. So you ain't good enough. It's like, my God, just drive off this freeway now. Give me that steering wheel. Ah! <laughs> Man. He was like, dude, you wasn't good. That was, I wanted to come get you off. (laughs) And I practiced and I got good. Became one of the best. I mean, I shoot. But that was because he would do that. Men don't have that no more. They be in their feelings. So they want everybody to like trash. You tell them it's trash, you might go to jail. Oh, I'm suing you. You scarred my son. You're the one that is high like that. <laughs> Let me move on because that's getting personal. <laughs> the Bible makes it clear that there is no other way to God except how? Through his son. That's clear, Jesus. His son is Jesus. Look at somebody say his name is Jesus. You can call him Wahooah and Jahooah. He know what you're trying to say. He knows when you're talking to him. Amen. Now, Leonard ain't never called me Craig. He ain't never called me G. Craig ever. He called me dad. Jonathan called me daddy. If I'm looking at him, he might just say, hey. I know, every, I know all the names. I know who they're talking to because they're my kids. You understand what I'm saying? I know. So I, it don't have to be who oh, are you wash eyed and you got to say the name right or you really don't know him. Man, will you hush with that sacred name foolishness? And y'all quit saying it. Trying to use Hebrew. You can't speak Hebrew. Stop. Oh, shalom, brother. Why? Well, you better say amen. You can't you, say some more words other than shalom. <laughs> Just don't make any sense to me. <laughs> The profession is not just about claiming Jesus, but also being what? Obedient to what 
he established. John 10 and 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a what? You come to God any other way, you're a thief and a robber. What do they do with thieves and robbers? They lock them up. You don't get to go in, bro. Got to be by Jesus Christ. Amen. Bible is clear. Jesus came to teach the way and show us how to live. He became sons. I mean, we become sons of the most high when we conform to his way. So when we accept the son, we become sons. Yeah, you used to see it even with servants. And when a servant would get close to one of the children, the parents would treat the servant like he was a son. Amen. So we become sons of the most high when we conform this way. Without Jesus, we are not serving the true God of the Bible. First John 2 and 23. Whosoever denieth the son, the same hath not the father. But he that acknowledges the son hath the father also. That's so plain. Is that plain? You got to have the son. Amen. Jesus Christ, son of the God of the Bible. Right? Not Apollo. Not Osiris, or what? No, not Osiris. Was Horus? None of that. No, it is the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ. Amen. Summary: The state of disbelief starts with trauma. Talk about that all the time, right? Trauma, trauma, molestation, rape, uh, abuse, neglect, divorce, something causes trauma. You're traumatized. This is the state of disbelief starts with trauma. Then the traumatic experiences will birth what? Resentment. You'll begin to resent what happened to you, be upset at the person that did it or the people that did it, and resentment will form. Then resentment produces the entitlement mindset. Right? You're entitled. Life dealt me a bad uh, deck of cards, and so I'm entitled. I ought to have this. I ought to have that. God ought to give me this. Lord, you owe me this. Look what I went through. Look what I've been through. That's entitlement. That's just generation. They want everything but don't want to work for nothing. And then after entitlement, finally, entitlement brings forth vanity. Vanity. Thinking more of yourself than what you really are. Vain. Sadly, this is the common course for the majority of millennials. They are so vain that they believe that they can have God without really knowing him. The internet has caused so many to accept virtual friends, virtual identities, and virtual love. This warped perception has caused this generation to embrace a virtual God. The God they serve is not real. He conforms to their every wish, desire, and expectation. They change him into whatever they want, whenever they want. When challenges arise or when rules or regulations are mentioned, they modify their belief to accommodate their behavior. This practice is vanity at its highest level. True believers believe the whole Bible. We believe and trust that God preserved his word for us to know him and for us to be able to live better lives through the rules and regulations that his son came to teach. Right? This is the way to God. Believing and obeying the Bible is not just a way into heaven. It's also a way to live peaceably 
with true love. That's what it's for. To live peaceably with true love. Loving God means that we accept his correction, his reproof, his chastisement, and his guidance. This makes our lives better and helps us to make others better in the process. When things are done God's way, situations are what? Better. However, when we operate through vanity, we hurt others for our own pleasure and benefit. So when we do things God's way, situations are better. But when we operate through vanity, we hurt others for our pleasure and benefit. You can't sin without hurting somebody else. That's why the Bible says, don't do it. The Bible wants you to stop sinning because when you sin, you're sinning against someone. Even when you sin against your own body, you sin against someone. You're not on an island living by yourself. Somebody's affected by your sin. When you sin, you hurt somebody else. And that's why God didn't want you to do it. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. If we truly want to love God the right way, we must what? Got to follow his son. John 14 and 15. If you love me, Jesus says what? Keep. If you're going to love me the right way, if you're going to love me, do what I say. Right? I'm gonna come, Jesus is going to come to you and tell you something that you don't want to do. That's going to happen. But guess what you got to do? If you love him, you have to what? Do it. Amen. You learn how to do that. That's, even in a marriage, you, you, you do stuff out of love, even when you don't want to do it. You're on your way home, tired. Does this ever happen? You're just on your way home, tired, just, and, and then you get a phone call. Your wife calls you and says, would you stop by such and such and pick up such and such? And you hit the mute button. <laughs> love, you just do it. You go out of your way, right? So when Jesus comes to you and, and asks you to do something you don't want to do, you just do it because you love him. But you know why you really need to do it? Because you trust him. Because, listen, if you don't do what Jesus say, <laughs> I mean, how is it going to turn out right? How is anything going to turn? So you're going to do it because Christ the Lord said it. He must know. Right? He must know what's best. You turn that off. Oh. He must know what's best. Amen? So if you love him, you're going to do what? You're going to do what? You're going to keep his commandments. You're going to do what he says. And I will pray. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. This comforter is the spirit of truth. So the spirit of truth is going to come on you because you love me and are keeping my commandments. The spirit of truth is going to come on you. There's something about the spirit of truth you need to know. The world can't receive it. They can't receive truth. They can't receive it because it seeth him not. They can't even know him. Neither knoweth him. They don't know him. He said, but you know him for he dwelleth with you. And when I send this comforter, he shall be where? In you. 
It's why they're acting like that. It's why we're at the highest level of black ignorance we've ever seen. They're acting like that because it's not in them. They don't know him. They cannot receive him. But you know him. He's in you. So that's why we're doing these messages because you got to start doing what he says. If you love it. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com. 